Welcome to the podcast. This is number three. Number three. Video podcast. Wow. We got Josh. We got Alex. Hello. Thanks for being here with us. I promise to be here for having us. <laughs> right. So um, biggest thing that I wanted to uh, bring you guys in today and to talk about was uh, you guys just recently went to good old sunny, kind of sunny Florida. We, we brought Ohio with us. Yes. Oh, did yeah. you? Uh, every time we go down south, a polar vortex will chase us all the way down south. They had like the coldest couple days and they've had in a long time. Yep. It was 80 <laughs> degrees when we showed up. And by the time we left, it was like 50. 50, 55. Yeah. It was, it was a little rough. Which That's probably sounds really warm to you. Fifty <laughs> yeah. degrees. I think it was. I think it was like twenty yeah. here. So well, and right snowy. now, right now it's twenty eight degrees outside Fahrenheit. That sounds about right. Yeah, we're, and we're pretty fortunate for that too. But uh, it was really cool to watch everyone walk, walking around with gloves on and, and like all bundled up. <laughs> yeah, like, we were in like shorts and a t shirt. Really? Like people, Florida <laughs> people are like in winter jackets. Yeah. So yeah, we've had a really bad string of uh, some cloudy, gloomy, rainy weather. And I think it was probably Tuesday. I'm like, that's it. We're going down south. And uh, God bless uh, Joel Cannon and uh, the great guys at Aviator PPG because we called them out of the blue and we're like, mm. you know, we've talked an email back and forth. They're like, we just kind of want to come down and visit with you this weekend and uh, do some episodes with you this weekend. And uh, they were awesome. Yeah. Really, really great time. That's awesome to hear. And uh, obviously you guys went down there for content and, you know, to get some, cultivate some some relationships and stuff yep. like that. So talk a little bit about what you uh, guys did while you were down there. Um, kind of the, just the ins and outs of what kind of went on. All right. Well, the goals were uh, pretty simple. Uh, we're coming out with the uh, the mini peat and pole. So if uh, nice. a lot of the community's seen, I think by now the full scale episode of the big peat and pole, mm-hmm. uh, we made a small version of that, a little three channel, easy to fly, easy to build uh, version. And uh, we just didn't have the weather to do it down here. Well, plus it's about the one year anniversary of me getting that plane. Oh, wow. Uh, to the week, actually. It was really cool. Really? really cool circumstances. So we went down south to capture content with that plane. Also, we brought down the Inspire 2. Mm-hmm. We brought down the uh, Vortex 150. Yep. Um, let's see. What else did we have? We were meeting up with the great folks at Connex to yep. uh, check out the Falcor. We went to, yeah, which that was that. We went to the Seabrain um Light Sport and Experimental mm-hmm. Aircraft mm-hmm. Expo. It's kind of like a little mini air show slash expo, and they that's where they were also having the drone races. So there's yeah. a little bit of a yeah. hobby industry presence at this uh, general aviation event, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get as much time as we, we would have liked to check out the event. We we got to see some of the people in the industry, and uh, we got to spend some time with Connex, and yeah. uh, the Falcor is a really exciting new product from them, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what it does to the industry because... Uh, I think it's going to do a lot of great things to get yeah. people into the hobby. It is mm-hmm. a very highly capable, high performance race quad, um, but it's almost uh, even better. It's almost a, a great trainer to teach yeah. people how to fly FPV, to fly uh, fast, and uh, even even acro. So one of the biggest hangups with getting in the hobby is uh, all the different types of technology. You got to have a quad, then you got to have a video link, then you got to have a you know a set of goggles. Yep. Uh, transmitter, all that stuff. What they did is they took their HD link technology Mm -hmm. and it's still separate. It's not integrated. So you can actually take this out and put it into future platforms Mm. as well, which is really cool. But they built this crazy cool quad and they have um, features like shield and the shield basically doesn't let you go above three feet and it'll train map. And uh, it takes all the yaw input off of one stick. Mm-hmm. And, and the blend they put on this was really cool. Um, if you're just hovering and you, you moved your aileron, it would it would rotate like yaw. But as you're flying forward, it would give you a coordinated turn. And uh-huh. there was literally a line going out the tent of people that had never flown before successfully flying this they, thing. They were letting people who have no hobby experience, no piloting experience of any kind, 
um, fly this high-performance race quad. And in the shield mode, people were having success. They were Mm -hmm. flying through gates. And uh, just to backtrack a little bit, for those of you people who are not familiar with Connex, Connex is the company um, that they originally developed the HD downlink for FPV. So um, up until that point, and and still to this day, most people are still flying an analog signal. So like 5.8 gigahertz is probably the most popular. Um, And it works really well, but it is lower resolution and you get a lot of static and stuff like that. Um, Connex, uh, about a year and a half, two years ago, they came out with the first HD downlink. And since they've been pushing the technology forward and now their uh, their latest rendition of their technology is this Falcor drone, and yeah. it, it's it's pretty awesome because we were flying through HD goggles, and it's it's a lot more immersive experience than your typical five point eight. A lot of a lot of people have goggles that can handle way higher resolution than what they can actually yeah, receive right. through a, a general uh, AV transmission. So it was really cool to see that perspective, and mm-hmm. uh, I like the way the Falcor was designed. I, I like bigger quads. I'm not much of a racer. I like cruising, and uh, after we had some fun with them, we went to an apple grove or an orange grove. And uh, we we got to race up and down. Some you get to fly them. Awesome. And the neatest thing was, as you could see so vividly, you could get a lot more bold, and uh, and really push it a lot more. And and you know, shield mode was great. You flipped mm-hmm. it up once more, and then you're in horizon mode where you could roll it and flip it. But when you centered the sticks, it would autom- automatically level. And there's also a button on the side where you could push it. And we were putting it upside down, hitting that button, and it would immediately auto level. It's basically an oh crap switch, which, is, crap. which is pretty cool. Yeah. I've never seen that on uh, like a little Acro race quad. Yeah. Oh. Um, and, and that's the cool thing to to mention is there is a lot of ready-to-fly race quads out there. there and even with the HD stuff aside, the Falcor has HD, which is awesome. But even if you put that aside, the thing that I think that sets the Falcor apart from like a Vortex or something like that is it is 100% ready to go right out of the box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So with a Vortex, you have to have a, their receiver ready. So yeah. basically you have to provide your own controller and your own receiver. Um, this, and I am going to be curious to see the Falcor, the the packaging presentation, what it's like to buy one, open the box, and have mm-hmm. that first experience. Um, but I am optimistic about it. I think they're going to do a really good job. It's basically going to be doing, and we said this in the episode, and their marketing person loved us for it, but we, we really <laughs> meant it. And it yeah. basically did what DJI did with the aerial photography quads they basically put that into a form factor that anybody can enjoy mm-hmm. and it works just the way you'd expect it to even if you have no experience flying yeah. before uh-huh. and this does the same thing but instead of aerial photography it's more of race quads and it can take somebody who has no experience at all and with shield mode um, you can pop it up and you basically can fly it around with one stick because yeah. it manages its altitude it, for you you push it around and it's it's super uh-huh. easy it, it really it makes it a, a fly like an RC car yeah so you drive it like a car and that's exactly what they were telling people and they were having great success mm-hmm. with it um, and now that all that being said you know i really i'm optimistic about this not personally for me like mm-hmm. you know the, I, I fly acro i have a lot of experience in the hobby the reason i'm optimistic about it and i think you too josh is because i think this is going to do great things for the hobby and i think it's going to make it more mainstream right. it's going to bring more people in and the more people the better the price point was really attractive to me because yes. it sounds expensive when you say it but Breaking it down, it's uh, six ninety nine. The hmm. only thing you need to wow. buy beyond that is your goggles. Is it six ninety nine or seven ninety nine? I want to say six ninety nine. Boy, correct me if I'm wrong. Specs. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I, I, I'm it. not going to do it again. I like it. Told me. We'll, we'll have yeah. a we'll have a, uh, yeah. a link down below with some information and stuff yeah. like that on that. And it's I don't believe it's out yet, but it is going to be in the very near be, future. Yeah. And even six ninety nine or even seven ninety nine. Yeah, that's still an attractive price. And now that does sound like a lot, but like for example, you look at something. I keep picking on the Vortex, which by the way, I love the Vortex. Yeah, I've flown one. Big 
chance. And the Vortex 150 just came out. It's awesome. But you're looking at the regular Vortex 250, which is comparable to this Connex. Uh, you're looking at 499 just for a quad. No mm. receiver, no battery. Um, <clears throat> doesn't have HD downlink. No transfer, so yeah. for two three hundred dollars more with this Connex Falcor, you are getting the transmitter. Mm-hmm. Um, you are getting an HD downlink, which mm. um, in the Vortex's case, if you wanted HD signal or HD footage from the Vortex, you'd have to put a GoPro on it. Or right. if you wanted to save money, you could do a front cam or yeah. a, or a Mobius. Um, but the Falcor seven ninety nine or six ninety nine, whatever it is, they, it comes I still with think all it's this. Six ninety nine. <laughs> All right. Let us know in the comments. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, but it's it's a pretty attractive price for everything really that is. you're getting because typically, even if you are scratch building your yeah. own and you have to buy a transmitter, battery, charger, the quad, all the motors, ESCs, flight controller, um, you're still like even that you're even if you pinch pennies, you're still lucky to get in under a thousand to build a race quad. Do you remember the really cool thing about the battery? They actually give uh, STL download files. They mm-hmm. call it the any tray or something like that. Mm. But you can actually you don't have to buy their specific battery. They give you one, uh, but you can actually print out a tray and then put your battery in that tray and then slide it in. Oh, really? and it's a tray that will allow you to use, you know, basically a, a wide range of batteries with yeah. different brands. So you're not locked into only having to buy, like in, in DJI's case, you got to buy DJI batteries. Yeah. Um, this you can use your own batteries. And I'm sure there are some limitations as far as like the battery dimensions because yeah. it uh, just – for those of you guys who haven't seen it yet, it is kind of like a DJI-esque battery. Mm-hmm. It does have an XT60, but it kind of like slides in and clips in. Mm-hmm. And it actually is really smooth the way it works. I actually yeah. liked it. Um, but, yeah, they, they do have the 3D SDL file, so you can print yep. that out and you could, you know, use your own battery. I think they were using a 1400. 1400 four cell. got you about five, six minutes flight time, uh, mm-hmm. depending on how you push it. The people <laughs> training were getting eight minutes, you know, because you're basically yeah. just hovering around. Um, but really exciting things in the future. And, mm-hmm. and do I envision, like, DRL and all these people winning races with them? No, but do I see people making this their first purchase to get into that kind of yeah. stuff and maybe whole leagues flying these? <laughs> mm-hmm. I could easily see that because it would kind of level the playing field, HD downlinks. You know, when you consider a GoPro or a session is between three and 500 bucks, mm-hmm. look how just a little bit more gets you an HD downlink that you can still DVR off of and things like that and have a really good experience. So. Yeah, I could see, I could see even actually at the Sebring race, they had a spec class. It was like a Habico quad. I don't yeah. know much about that. Um, it looked more kind of like a beginner, um, but I could see that with the Falcor being a little bit more higher performance yeah. um, race spec, kind of like they do with RC cars. Like they have stock, mm-hmm. you know, tracks of slash races where you can only race a stock slash. Right. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. And it also levels the playing field. So it's all pilot skill, which is, well, we got a really in-depth episode. We had a lot of fun. Uh, keep keep your eye out for not only us having fun with it, but also the way this was constructed with the carbon fiber frame, the way it breaks down, um, the shock absorption, you know, mm-hmm. in the arms. Really well designed, well thought out, and uh, we were happy to spend time. Uh, the biggest thing with Sebring I walked away with, we haven't gone to an event outside of our own in a while. Yes. It was so great to fellowship with the community again. We yeah. got to meet so many great faces, Jesse yeah. Perkins, but just general faces in the community, people part of the flight test family, mm-hmm. getting to hug them and uh, spend time hearing their stories. Um, it was was, it was awesome. We really enjoyed it. And anytime we are out uh, at an event, don't ever hesitate to come up and say hi. You may get a hug, yeah. but uh, <laughs> we, we want to meet you and we want to spend time with you. Exactly. Speaking of uh, speaking of the community, actually, I'm working on the editing the vlog right now. We actually released one vlog on our Florida trip, and there's a little bit of the Pete and Pole stuff in there. Yeah. If you guys can check that. Um, but I'm working on the second one, which covers a little bit of the Sebring stuff. Mm. And um, it was kind of interesting. This is the first time uh, we've been doing the vlog now for about – 
Uh, well, actually, this is going to be our 50th. 50th, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's been about a good six months that we've been cranking out two vlogs a week. And uh, it's been a huge learning experience. But this time, this in, time in Florida was the first time that we've actually captured vlogs outside of our little shop here. Little, our little so, shop um, so it was a bit of a learning yeah. curve for me, a little bit different, but it was good. And it was cool. Uh, it was cool seeing everybody at the event. It was yeah, overall, amazing. it was a good event. Now, uh, we, we, talk, we can talk probably all day about everything that you guys did there. I um, wanted to highlight a couple, um, maybe of your like favorite moments that one, one of each possibly like you just, you just, you loved it and you couldn't, you had to tell somebody about it. What, what were come, some of those things that you guys uh, had favorite moments of? I think we're both going to have the same moment. You go first. Uh, easily, without a doubt, um, spending time with the aerial PPG guys. Yeah. Um, and for those listeners out there who aren't familiar, uh, we, one of the people we went down there to spend time with was a small uh, powered paraglider training school. Mm-hmm. Um and also aerobatics team. Yeah. Um, their, their headquarters is, is located there in uh, Florida. And so we spent a majority of our time hanging out with those guys. And not only was it awesome because they're awesome guys and we, we really related to them a lot, but also they gave us a, basically a crash course in what they do. Yeah. Um, so what they do is they, uh, they do a full flight school mm-hmm. on how to get in the air with a powered paraglider the right way. Um, because obviously these are not, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, these are not registered aircraft. No, these are air-capable vehicles, I think is what he called us. And anyone <laughs> can buy one and anyone can try to fly one. Um, we were immediately humbled by how much is going on, but how also approachable it really is. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're one of the best uh, schools in the world to teach you how to get one of these things in the air the right way, the safe mm-hmm. way. Um, and we actually connected with them uh, back at Oshkosh uh, last year, 2016, in July, right after Flight Fest. We took all of the flight flight test crew and we went to Oshkosh. And it was just so happened that this was their very first Oshkosh that their para, is called Paradigm Aerobatics Team. They did a demonstration um, at Oshkosh, and it was pretty incredible, um, the things that they were doing. And uh, that's how we connected with them. And then we found ourselves down in Florida, you know, eating pizza and hanging out and (laughs) and flying. And they even gave us a taste. We didn't go through their school, but they basically gave us a crash crash course in the ground training to give us a taste of what it's like in their school. Um, And it was it was pretty awesome. It was, yeah, it was, really it was, cool. they call themselves paradigm, you know, team cause they want to change people's minds, hearts, right. perspective. Mm-hmm. And it, it definitely is reality. Um, you and I, uh, actually I think everyone here has pretty much been up on an airplane at least once. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're actually lifted up by a parachute and it's not from your shoulders, but it's from your waist, you feel like you're just getting levitated. And, uh, they gave us a taste of that. Uh, and, and, uh, it definitely changed our, our perspective on what's going on under these canopies. And in a way that we want to come back. Mm-hmm. So our exciting thing is is the, the wonderful uh, re- reaction feedback that we got from the first uh, general aviation. Mm-hmm. I love the flight test one to one mentality. Yeah. Um, we went down south because we wanted to capture more content. We want to bank some more content. Yep. And we're going to go as things that are, are the most approachable to get you in the air to, yep. to break down those hurdles. Can you hear my belly growling there? No. <laughs> but thanks for sharing. <laughs> no, but I was like, Josh is hungry. So we, like, yeah. We're going to try to speed things up. No, just kidding. Um, but uh, yeah, our goal is to go down there and capture number one, what is paramotor? You know, what is that power paragliders? Yeah. Um, and then also, you know, what would someone going through it the right way experience? And what's mm-hmm. one hurdle that we can kind of show you? And it was kiting. And uh, awesome. getting to try to kite that, you're, you, it's really humbling. You're flying something on the ground and you're looking at this beautiful canopy and you're working it. 
Um, and then all of a sudden a Marine comes up from behind you and then pushes you a little bit and you're in the air for a moment. <laughs> yeah. And, it's really and cool. Hi, Jonathan. Ba- basically what kiting is, is you have the parachute. They, they hook you up without the motor. So it's yep. more of a parasailing setup and you're hooked up to the parachute. You face into the wind and you give it a little tug and move forward. And the thing raises up above you and you basically move your body and move the controls to keep it leveled above you. And it's basically gets you that basic muscle memory of what it's going to be like when you actually start flying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was incredible. Both you and I had the the opportunity to try it. And Standard kiting, reverse it kiting. Was, yeah, and it, it's the same. I mean, honestly, it's, it reminded me of the first time that you you try flying an airplane, an yeah. RC plane, and uh, I could totally see how. You know, it wasn't easy by any means, um, but I could totally see how it becomes a muscle memory thing, and eventually it comes becomes a thing where it just clicks, and you can do it without thinking about it, just like it works with RC. And I think that's I think that's part of the reason why we connected with these guys so quick is because the aviator ppg um they kind of share the same vision as flight test and and we we get people into the hobby and uh we we experience flight using rc and uh, we make it as affordable and approachable as possible they do the same thing the only difference is they're actually flying the person through the air rather than (laughs) on the ground um and that's why we i think we can coexist so well because we bring people into the rc they get you know fascinated with flight they get passionate about it and when they're ready to take the next step power paired powered paragliders are are a great way to go and i know that we're going to be experiencing a lot of general aviation um, in the near future of how to get in it. Um, But right now I'm super excited about powered paragliders. I can kind of look in the future and say one thing. We're going to be saying this is the most amazing (laughs) thing so many times. We can guarantee it. Don't take us as liars. Uh, It's just really getting to experience it for the first time is truly amazing. And uh, we really feel blessed to get to, you know, do that. And do you remember what, what, uh, what was the time commitment for the school and then also cost? It's not, it's like I said, we'll start off it's not cheap, but it's thorough and it's safe. Um, I believe the training is about 2,500 bucks mm-hmm. and they train you on their own gear. And, and this is what I really have major respect for them for. Uh, they want you to not read up on the internet and, and get opinions and just read things and buy gear, then go for training. They want you to experience on their gear. So they have their gear set aside. They train you on their gear. And then that way you can make an informed choice on whether you want that gear or someone else's. So that, that money also includes the gear for it. They have these most amazing wind system simulators, power motor simulators. Um, They don't just simply give you head knowledge. They give you life experience. They have a a winch and they take you up, you know, and pull you behind the amount of attention you get. Uh, And also it's not like one teacher, 50 people. Mm-hmm. They break it down to, I think, one or two people per teacher. I think they teacher. said two per trainer. Yeah, at, oh. at the most. So they're assessing constantly, and there's three amazing gentlemen, uh, Eric, Jonathan, and Travis, mm-hmm. um, that all have different roles, powerful roles in the company. And uh, they're all assessing it, and that person doesn't go up alone until they all three agree mm-hmm. this person's ready. So it's not like, okay, class, today we're going to talk about how to do this. It's it's one friend saying, I'm going to show you how to do this, and I'm going to make sure you have yeah. a great experience the whole way through. And, and it, it felt it felt right at home because of the atmosphere of the the guys themselves they're yeah. a little cool they have a sweet little headquarters the yeah. airport um, it reminded me a lot of of being here and yes, the way that we try to bring people into the hobby in a positive light right. um, they were super positive it was never overwhelming mm-hmm. um, they were super encouraging it was it was really a cool experience and you mentioned the price being a little bit expensive twenty five hundred dollars for for flight training when you compare it to uh, well the reason I'm saying expensive is you don't you're not obligated to take it. Mm-hmm. But when you compare it to get your private, exactly, it's cheap. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it's right. very cheap. when you compare so. it to RC planes, yeah, twenty five hundred bucks is a lot. But <laughs> yeah. um, when you compare it to basically 
any other form of flight where your butt is actually getting in the air. Yes. Um, it is by far probably one of the most affordable ways. And then you can get yourself into owning your own uh, parachute and, and motor for less than $10,000, yeah. um, which is crazy. I mean, that's what you you paid f- that yeah. for your peat and pole. Right. Um, but that's rare the, with fixed wing. The, the peat and pole, I'm very fortunate with the hanger in I have. But when you take a, a full-size aircraft and you're hangering it and you're mm-hmm. maintaining it, the once you have this, you can travel with it. You can go all the way around the world and you can ship this with you. You can put it in your car. You can say, this is a beautiful place. You drive to it. Mm-hmm. Where if I wanted to fly in Florida right now, guess what? I'm renting a Penske truck, taking my plane yeah. apart and going down to Florida because mm-hmm. there's no way I could get there by flying, you know, basically two hours landing and I'm doing mm-hmm. about 65 miles an hour. Um, these things are really a, a, you know, it's flight on the go. Yeah. Um, and, it's awesome. And I think all three of us, Austin, myself, and you, are, are all committed to eventually owning one mm-hmm. uh, in the future. But, uh, you know, you were talking about the aspect of, of experiencing paragliders, and, and I would definitely agree that's up there. The one thing I guess I would add to that if I was just going to take a shift, mm-hmm. um, I got to go down to Florida with three of my best friends. Yeah. Uh, you, you and mm-hmm. Christian. Yeah. Actually, two of my best friends. Come. <laughs> your ma- in your imaginary friend. In imaginary. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Fred. No. And, and you're inspired, Actually, too. I was really sad because Fred Provost, I was really hoping we get to meet up with him yeah. because he has a paraglider. Oh, that's unfortunate. Um, but I got to go down with friends. When we met up with them, we immediately bonded under the vision. But I absolutely loved getting to meet their families. Yeah, um, that was really cool. wonderful, uh, let's see, Eric's wonderful wife mm-hmm. and their three beautiful children. Travis's kids came out. Yep. Um, Jonathan, who I think is like the uncle to all of them. Yeah. Um, just loving on the kids. It was crazy to see how how well yeah. he did with the kids, and the kids just loved him. Oh, man, and he's like awesome. a big, he has a he's huge a big beard. Yeah. He's a marine. <laughs> like he's he he, he looks yeah. the opposite of his personality. Like he's, he's a big teddy bear. And and that was really special because at flight test we always have our spouses and our kids coming mm-hmm. over and, right. and fellowshipping with us so and, and helping us even. And that was exactly the same thing. Yep. And. Uh, you know, whenever you do flight without family, you're missing out. Yeah. And that was the biggest thing that we saw carry over. And you wonder, why is this company kind of, you know, a light? And and there's a reason. It's because they use this as a tool to engage their families and also help other people engage theirs. Yep. And uh, that was my favorite thing because I could see paragliding being a family activity. Yeah. And uh, my wife uh, – Boy, I hope she doesn't listen to this podcast because I hope it wasn't a moment of weakness. But <laughs> I went back and, and I, I was showing the kids on FaceTime, you know, the paramotors flying formation and everything. And my wife, frankly, was very scared of paramotoring. Mm-hmm. She would rather have me fly my, my fixed wing aircraft. Which is hilarious. Which is so funny. <laughs> um, wait for the engine out video. Um, but uh, she was looking forward to, uh, you know, or thinking that was a safer route. And I was like, no, this is this is, this is is safer. And I was showing the FaceTime of these guys and I was running along next to them while they are flying by. And my wife and the kids were watching that. And I came home, I was like, Jen, my, my kids could learn this. You know, we, we could mm-hmm. we could show Noah and Michael this. Now Michael's a little on the light side, but Noah's definitely in the in the zone. But there's no real age bracket. And it went from a talk where I'm not sure if I'm comfortable with you doing this too. Maybe we should take a family vacation this year to Florida and get them the training. And then mm, that's you know, awesome. my goal with you is hopefully we go back with Austin, you and, and myself, and we're going to get official training. We're going to take you guys through the process and, and not show you how to do it because that's exactly what we don't want right. to do, but share with you our experience doing it and hopefully overcome those hurdles that you have may have mentally or, or say, do I want to put the budget in? And our goal will be to fly in these solo. Yeah, um, that's awesome. If this works, I want to come back with my family and actually have Noah and Michael learn yeah. And, uh, and spend a week and, and have them learn to do it because it also justify the uh, money. Yeah, well, and, th- and that's the thing. When, when we talk about, you know, the community aspect about our business, um, it, it's not just about like individual to individual to individual. It's about yeah. individuals and their families 
connected with other families who connect with other families. I mean, it's just a big, massive triangle of, of, of getting together and enjoying memories, making memories. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, cause flying alone, I mean, it's cool, but it's not that cool. It's not really that cool. It's, I did that a lot before I actually got the job <laughs> at flight test and I, I don't recommend it. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of a lot more obviously boring than, than flying with friends or family or whatever. And, and when you have that connection, that's not just the hobby, it's something else underneath that. And that, that foundation, it just makes it overall that much better. The testimonies we got in that, uh, Pete and pole full scale video that we, we released, were truly heartwarming. It wasn't just like, oh, that's cool with you and your dad. People shared their their own stories mm-hmm. with their their father and their parents and their family. And wow, it wasn't moving. Um, so if you guys want to get inspired and see that we're not just crazy people, <laughs> uh, go down and read those comments because you'll see yep. testimony after testimony how people were powerfully impacted <clears throat> by this uh, this hobby of flight. Yeah. yeah now, and as we segue out of the, your Florida trip and we continue on that kind of mode of community. Um, obviously there's, there's a gentleman that, um, sent us a, an awesome, awesome package. Uh, awesome. we got it Can't in the mail a couple, yeah. yeah, we got it in the mail a couple of days ago. Um, I think it was on, I think it was on Monday and, uh, this thing was essentially just in this package and you're like, oh, what, what is that? What is that? Cause you couldn't, you didn't know where it was from all, all this stuff. Um, so it's actually sitting here on the table yeah. for those of you that are watching on YouTube, you obviously can see this. Um, it's called some, I don't know if it's some or some or some 100. Yes. Um, but essentially there's a, he said that you can hold this part right there, Josh and Alex, you want to hold this part right there. Boom. Um, we can put that box back yeah. up there. Um, so <clears throat> I, uh, I did some digging, um, and I'll read you, uh, what he sent is the guy, the guy's name is Steven Channon. So Steven, if you're listening or if you're watching, uh, thank you so much for, for, for what you're doing and uh, also for your service. Um, like yes. we talked about before. Um, and, uh, so this is what he sent us and I, I wanted to read this cause I thought it was very heartwarming and I, just to, to showcase the community that we have the very best community that, that I've ever seen or ever been a part of. And so he says, dear flight test team, I wanted to send this item to all of you, those in front of the cameras and also those behind. The reason I'm sending this to you is quite simple. I served my queen and country faithfully for nine years. And in that time, I saw some awful things and also lost some good friends. And when I left the forces, everything just drifted away. No one ever said thank you. Not one person. I left the Royal Army back in 1986. Then a company nearly 8,000 miles away called Flight Test said this, in quotations, thank you for your service. That really touched me in a way you just don't know how. Not only that, but I was in an entirely different army in a different country. I was really touched by that, and it is a some 100-year sentence. Centenary. There we go. I thought I would send you one of their very special Psalm 1916 pins as part of an every man remembered. Hope it will find a place where everyone who visits will be able to see it or better still buy one for themselves. Respectfully yours, Stephen Shannon, veteran. Beautiful. Super cool. I have it. I have it right here. And it came with a little card and it says that this is is actually made of brass, Mm -hmm. uh, but this is made of brass uh, that was recovered from. Um, the brass shelf uses uh, used as donor uh, donor uh, donor metal in the creation of the Psalm 1916 poppy pins. Right. Um, so millions of these were fired and yeah. left all over the battlefield, and uh, they recovered them and they made these little yeah. memorial pins, which yeah. is super awesome. His references, I think, was it our very first vlog? Uh, we. 
I don't think so. Because we, we try to, we, we thank the service a lot, but there was we, a it was the, it was the first podcast. The first podcast. Yes. Okay. The first, when, when we had Josh Scott on, we were talking about the World War veterans and his his whole uh, thing that he's doing on his podcast and, right. and other different things. Um, so that's where we thanked them. Um, and uh, obviously it, it resonated with with uh, Steve and Janin. Yeah. And if you can't see, here here is the little box that he sent us with the poppy. Um, so those of you watching on, on YouTube, obviously those who are listening on iTunes, you can't see this, um, but I will provide a link uh, down below um, to to allow you to check out their website. I went to their website um, and found some really cool uh, little things that uh, for the reason behind it. Um, And uh, they were talking about uh, the inspiration. I was just kind of scrolling through. And so this this the story that I'm about to read you, it's a very, very quick note. But don't ever think that you're too small, too young um, or 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 too old, uh, too big, too small doesn't matter. You can change the world by just one person. Um, we use silly phone planes, right? Yeah. Who, would have, who would have thought where we'd be today um, using silly phone planes and, and electronics and, and, and making a memory, right? And uh, so essentially the inspiration behind this whole uh, no, no man left behind or, you know, no one gets forgotten um, essentially is this girl from this 14 year old girl from uh, Belgium. Mm-hmm. And she was in a, in a local scout troop. Um, and she said that when she went to this cemetery in Belgium, she was like, I know that not everyone can be remembered as individuals, but I felt it was a shame for some people to have dozens of poppies and crosses while others had no one left to remember them. And now someone picked up on that and made a, an entire organization to remember the 1.1 yeah. million people who died in that in the World War I uh, scenario that we're talking about. From the voice and the heart of a 14-year-old girl beautiful it 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 makes my heart just gush with 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 emotion and and now this whole you know no man left behind you know no man forgotten um effort and now provides um all these different um supports to men and women veterans and their families to to get them in jobs to get them homes to get them everything that they might need to essentially be successful um in life because obviously as we know Things can kind of get, I mean, you look at PTSD, we, yes. we talk about that all the time um, and how those things can really mess up a family, can mess up mm-hmm. individuals. Um, and so that's a real thing that that we, you know, on a regular basis deal with. Yeah. And uh, you can put that up there. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, we wanted to obviously remember those who for, for their service and also those who are trying to make the servicemen and women um, become back re-innovated into into life because uh, yeah. it can be a, it can be a tough transition i i, I want to be even careful choosing my words because i can't even express that i would have any idea what they go through right yeah. whether it's loss of their friends loved mm-hmm. ones personal injury uh, mental injury uh, mm-hmm. uh, psychological spiritual injury um when people have to go to defend our freedom and to lay down their lives or their see their friends lay down their lives when they come back with those scars you can't see them all the time um right. but they're there and uh you know, we owe it to them to do everything we can to give them the healing they need, to give them every opportunity to come back in the society they've defended and have a happy life with their family, with their job, with their career, uh, physically, mentally, spiritually. And uh, with flight tests, I think we're all on the same page. We can't thank you guys enough. We, yeah. we can't yeah. express our gratitude. We need to put that in action. And um, uh, we look forward to doing so. Yeah. And, uh, you know, from the bottom of our heart, once again, thank you, whether you're a defendant friend, you know, freedom in this country. Or, or across the pond, mm-hmm. uh, our heart goes out to you and we, we, we owe you. 
and we're all we're all connected in some way, shape, or form. And obviously, in this case, we're we're all connected here in the hobby as well as as worldwide. Um, doesn't matter where you live. Obviously, this hobby can reach a whole ton whole ton of people. Of we've as we've noticed from Flight Fest and all that yeah. kind of stuff, mm-hmm. um, which is really cool. Which is why we like to to highlight that community because without the community, without you guys, what would we be doing? We'd just be hanging out here playing with with phone planes, right? <laughs> well, and and that's the thing is, that, I mean, we talk and you look in our terminology; it's not by accident. We talk about originally we're a YouTube show. The YouTube mm-hmm. show grew a small fan base that quickly right. became an amazing community that adopted the values and also brought their heart and their values and their spirit into it. Mm-hmm. That became a family. Yeah. Right. And our our goal with Flight Test is to not stay as a family, but go to a movement because. A community is capable of really good things or really bad things. Right. A family is always somewhat dysfunctional, but a movement can be a very powerful movement for something good. And so true. The reason why we call them silly foam planes because in perspective to what they do, they're silly foam planes. Right. They're they're tools for something much much greater. And so you're you're tuning in right now to an aviation based you know video podcast, right. and we're talking about obviously military families things like that. Um, that's where our passion is. Yep. Right. That's where our heart is. And this is the tool. This is what God has blessed us with to be able to to reach out and do our best. Um, we want to encourage anyone, if they have a talent they're called to, to impact people's lives yes. and improve it, mm-hmm. um, that they do so. Please do. Please yep. do. We we welcome it with open arms. Yep. And uh, another another part of the uh, the community side of things that uh, is on a little bit of a lighter note, um, you guys can really inspire us to do amazing things, but to, to watch you make crazy, insane things out of whatever materials you have. Um, and, and, and what I'm getting at is a, a, a guy on uh, our forums, uh, his name is Steve. Um, he decided to go ahead and build a 3d printed Mavic, like a Mavic clone build is what his form thread is. <laughs> We're looking at the picture right now. Yeah. The, and here's the picture. I'll just, I'll hold it up for those of you that you probably can't see it very well. Um, put it in the show notes. Just, yeah. Put it in the show notes. How about just picture a Mavic? Yeah. yeah, it looks just like it, a Mavic. It really does. I I I went to almost everybody and I put the photo on their their computer screen and say, "Do you check this out?" It's like, "Oh yeah, that's a cool looking Mavic." And it's like, "That's three D printed." And he's like, "What?" It was insane. And so, like, just to 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 highlight that because that's thinking outside the box. You know, doing some crazy things. Um, he also has done an Inspire One um, as well in a three D print form, um, which he's in obviously enjoying doing a lot of the. Uh, uh, DJI stuff. He actually was not a huge fan of DJI um, in the beginning, um, but he loves the Mavic. He, he loves the uh, Inspire One, and obviously, he probably will love the Inspire Two. It's pretty cool too, because like the the Mavic has like the coolest thing about the Mavic, in my opinion, is its form factor, and, mm-hmm. like the design of the frame, yeah. and this allows you, you can print it off, and you can just make like a simple like acro quad or like a you know a little fun FPV explore, <laughs> exploration quad, and it folds up just like a Mavic, which is pretty cool. Exactly. The you literally you put it in your pocket. And, and there's a top plate that goes on. Um, there's two top plates, one in the back, one in the front. And you can take the back one off, and that's where your battery sits, essentially. And then you take the top one. That's where your your receiver, your um, GPS, all that stuff can go in there, and you plug it in, and essentially you're going to fly it. But anyways, the uh, he's he's still doing some stuff to it. Hopefully he's going to have it operational this week. I'm going to get yeah. back with him and see how that that whole uh, whole thing goes. He also has a website that we will put down in the, in the link. Does so it, does do it, it yourself, the, RC. Does it have the plan? for the 3D Yes, the, the STL files are there. Um, so you can go and you can check those out and you can essentially make your own Mavic, which yeah. if you haven't gotten your Z, if you always wanted one and you don't <laughs> want to spend 900 bucks or $1,000, oh. you got an opportunity and, to do so. And let's also bring a level. This is also still in development. Correct. So the mm-hmm. idea is not you're going to print a Mavic mm-hmm. and have it automatically hover, tripod mode, you mm-hmm. know, all the 3D access gimbals. 
you're just going to have a really cool form factor that'll fold up. And none, if there's only that, it's still worth looking it's into. It's still really good. I, I, I would love one. Yeah. I'm just going to throw that out there just in general. Cool stuff. Um, but yeah, and as we talk about community all the time, obviously that's what we're here to do. We're here to showcase them and and really take their thoughts and, and, and considerations and put them into action on our on our web show, on, on our podcast, all this stuff. Um, but then we also transition into things like general RC content, right, that obviously are – community wants to know about. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that came up this week, I have to thank Austin for, uh, for, for bringing light to it, um, is the, the Go, GoPro Karma. Mm-hmm. The GoPro Karma is back and living and alive and it returned for the second time, which is it's crazy. Second time. So for, for <laughs> those of you listening who are not familiar, um, it was about a year ago, GoPro announced that they were going to be making a drone. And uh, towards the end of the year, at 2016, um, they released it. And uh, it was it, people. There was a lot of hype around it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was called the Karma, and I think there was reasoning behind that name. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it turned karma. out that uh, the Karma had a design flaw, specifically right where the battery connects to the quad. So they <laughs> it's were a really having bad all, place to have a design flaw. By the way, <laughs> I'm not an engineer, but they were having um, all kinds of issues with these things just uh, falling out of the sky randomly. Um, so they recalled the entire product and they brought them all back and they have been working hard i'm assuming to uh fix the problem yeah Yeah, and and they have they've fixed the problem they've they've secured that latch as it were that was messing up Mm -hmm. um and one of the other things and and we'll we'll put a link down below to this article and stuff like that um but one thing that i've noticed that they do have and i don't know if this is a new thing or not but they have this thing called uh the gopro passenger app and you can actually have your your friends view the flight on your phone right and they can also adjust and and move your gopro while you fly so you can do so it's two 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 pilot pilot system which i don't know if they had that in the past they might have yeah i'm I'm, well actually the thing that it first reminded me of is uh the unique typhoon when we were working with trent um it actually had that same functionality it was it was was actually really cool because everybody could tune in on their phone and just kind of watch um i am curious to know how it works if they can move the the gopro around and stuff like that um the pilot's not going to be able to see where he's going anymore if they they put the camera down right there's not another camera on that karma you know so that's something to keep in mind, but it is it is a really cool functionality. Even if it's just for like a ride along, like hey, check, mm-hmm. pull this pull this up on your phone, you can watch while I fly. Exactly. Um, it kind of it kind of takes that singular experience and and makes it into you know a, an experience you can share with others, which is always cool. Yeah, and it comes with like a, a backpack that you can. It's it's a case that has like backpack straps that you put on the back, yeah. and you can kind of run around with it, bike with it. That's what on, on their website they have like mm-hmm. people biking with it and stuff like that. Um, the the big thing that I am worried about is like from what I understand, I don't think it still has any sensors. So like when it comes to sense and avoid kind of stuff that you see in the Mavics and the and, and the yeah. DJI products. The typhoon, so yeah. when you're coming down or, or flying mm-hmm. if you if you have bad depth perception, which I definitely do at times, um, you could smash straight into something without even knowing it. And cause like going through a GoPro, sometimes you have that little bit of fisheye lens and whatever 
objects sometimes can be closer than they appear, um, as they say. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to, I have my apprehensions as well. I'm going to be very curious to get my hands on it and and actually mm -hmm. see how it performs. Um, but all that being said too, this is a little bit different package from anything that DJI offers. That's true. Um, the quad itself might not have all of the functionality and features that, uh, Phantom 4 or a Mavic would have. Um, but I think what they're marketing this towards is kind of GoPro power users, action sports guys that already have a fleet of GoPros and, and stuff that they use. Um, yeah. because the Karma, it come, I'm sure that I, I know there's a couple different packages, but it comes with, um, the Karma grip, which is actually a three axis handheld gimbal. And you can actually disconnect that gimbal and put it right on your quad. So it's like, it's kind of having like a little mini, uh, action sports production kit in your backpack at right. all times exactly. compared to, and, simple things that a lot of people don't even uh, keep in mind is that like GoPros record audio. DJIs don't, you know, yes, so that's okay. a completely different thing. So you mm -hmm. could land your quad, take it out, put it on your gimbal stick and go out and keep filming after you've gotten your aerial shots right. and get audio and all that stuff. Um, so it's a little bit different product. Yeah. And I realize it's, a, it's still a quadcopter, still a drone. Um, it folds up like a Mavic, but it, <laughs> at the end of the day, I think they are, are very, very different. Um, all that being said, like you were saying, I still do have some apprehension um, and I'm going to be very curious to see how, how it all works out for them. I know they've been working hard yeah. um, to get this thing well, out. Well, and to their credit too, they did make a recall. They did mm -hmm, do their mm -hmm. best to they make it, it right by the, uh, yep. by the community and, and, the, and the buyer. So, you know, that's good. And does it ever kind of shock you if we just went back one year from now and say the GoPro Karma released and was successful under that form factor, it would be revolutionary. It would yeah. be, can you believe this feature? Can you believe that yeah, feature? Right. It's yep. crazy how technology has jumped so quickly. It's moving so, so fast. True. Even six months ago, what we looked at, like you just talked about the, uh, oh, I just hit that. Uh, you just talked about like, oh, it has no sensors. It's like, Nothing. that was a forward a thought thing. of your <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and, that's the, and that's the nice thing about it is that because this is moving so quickly, yeah. um, you know, you never know what you're going to get. You know, yeah. you, you, we could wake up tomorrow and there'd be a new, a new, a new drone, a new, a new sensor, a new thing that is just revolutionary, which is yeah. awesome to see how it's moving forward. And, and like we talk about all the time, we could, we could talk for hours and days about the technology and all these different things. But as far as GoPro is concerned, they're a well-known company. They're going to get a lot of hits. They're going to get a lot of looks. They're going to get a lot of people that are going to buy it just to try it because mm -hmm. it's a GoPro package. Um, and they've always done well. They've never, yeah. they've never had an issue like they did with the, with the car yeah. because it's a new market for them. Yeah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, what they do, they do very well. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes in the future and see what happens with this new release as it were to see, yeah. uh, to see what happens with the community. I, I wish them all the best. I really mm -hmm. hope to see this thing, uh, exceed people's expectations. Agreed. Um, and I, you know, at the end of the day, I think, I think it's an experiment for GoPro. Yeah. I think they're trying new things and I, I, I commend that just like, I think it would be awesome if DJI came out with an action cam, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. I, and it would, they would push each other forward and take the, take the industry to new heights. Yeah, well, that's that's kind of like Tesla's model. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Tesla loves competition because it gives him a point that he can then leapfrog over and it brings more ideas to the, to the, yeah floor right. so uh i don't think it's necessarily a healthy thing if you have only one company just dominating the market yep i love to see gopro have uh, a return have a level of success and then inspire another advancement right. and i think that's why the drone industry the multi-rotor industry has grown so quick because so many people flooded the market with different takes different aspects and uh you know it's it's caused lots of advancements I yeah. right. we have a, a cabini by furious fpv and what is it maybe a year ago i didn't even know what that company was yeah and they are doing so many innovative, amazing things with their products, and they're doing mm -hmm. out of the box, you know, out of the out of the uh, 
uh, the normal mindset attacks on this and, and mm-hmm. they're coming in with, with new ideas. Mm-hmm. And then within three months, you see everyone is adopting that. Yeah. So uh, we really should be there not just to criticize companies, but to encourage them, even right. in their failures. Um, just to remind you guys for transparency, I was the guy that designed a Versacopter with Delrin boom clamps. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so just, just to give you ideas, you know, we, we all have our shortcomings right. and, and our, our failure moments and that just spurs on, you know, great opportunities afterwards. 100%. And, and like I said, we, there's, there's going to be new things in the future. You know, if you guys are, are, are privy to any information of new big things coming up, you know, share that with us in the comments below, um, about any of the comments or any of the things that we talked about, yeah. um, leave your comments below. We, we love to hear what you have to say. We read stuff all the time. Um, we want to showcase it. We want to hear about it and we want to learn. We, yeah. We're not experts. We don't know it all. And, and we want to learn as much as you guys do um, to make sure that, that we're, we're giving you the right and correct and positive information moving forward. Also, um, if you guys have any ideas for future topics to talk about on the podcast, correct. leave those in the comments below. Mm-hmm. And um, for those of you who are listening in the car, uh, we recently started doing uh, video versions of this podcast. Basically the same thing, uh, right. but we do record video and we post it on our YouTube channel. If you're not yet subscribed to our YouTube channel, make sure you do so not only to catch the podcast, but we do. Um, four other videos a week. Now we're doing five videos a week now, which is pretty crazy. <laughs> more than we've six. ever done. So yep. two vlogs, two episodes and a video <laughs> podcast. And we're, we're hoping to add more in the near future too. Yep. So make right. sure you check us out on YouTube. Um, iTunes. Yeah. Yep. And then all that's it. Hey, I really appreciate you guys for, for, for hanging out yeah. uh, on the podcast. We it's always, en- always enjoy it uh, when you guys are on. And, uh, as, as usual, we will, uh, catch you all next time. And, uh, for those of you listening to the iTunes, you can't see anything right now, but we thank you for listening and we will get you guys, uh, next time on the podcast. See you guys. Thanks so much. Deuces.